1: well done sir (laughs) i've been i've been practicing um on the uh young lady's name who's the white house press secretary uh all right good morning edward hey good morning tim ed battagliano and fred jackson good morning fred
2: good morning tim
1: i'm tim wildman and we welcome you ladies and gentlemen to the today's issues program we'll be here for the next hour and 24 minutes And we thank you for listening to AFR. If you want to watch uh, what Ed calls, uh, if you want to watch this show and what Ed calls that their internet, go to Facebook and type in today's issues. Or our own video streaming service is available now at streaming.afa.net. You want to watch the show? We got cameras here in the studio. Is that cameras or camera? We got a camera. What is that and right then we there? Got a cam-
0: we, got, we actually have three cameras. Wow. We
1: got, so you can <laughs> you can see three old white men from <laughs> various different directions. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs>
1: All right. So anyway, we do have three cameras in here. I didn't even notice that one right there. Well, I think um, online they will
0: only see that one because there's three of us in here. If it's ever like two of us, we'll mm-hmm. get a uh, one of these other. Okay. That has nothing to do with our
1: girth. No. Right. No. Just or circumference.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So streaming dot afa dot net. Streaming dot afa dot net. Chris Woodward's not here today, but uh he'll be well, he is here. He just Not he on, just, on the program. Not on, on the program the today. So uh Steve Jordal will be coming along in an hour. And uh Fred's got the uh Got the news for us today. Good morning, Fred. And what's leading the news?
2: Yes, good morning. Well, I'm sure all of us in the studio here, along with many people in the southeastern part of the United States, experienced the storm as it rolled through last night. And uh, uh, just tornadoes have been reported in various locations, Uh, Louisiana, southern Mississippi, parts of northern Mississippi, Alabama, moving on now into Georgia, parts of Florida along the Panhandle. Very bad storm. Uh, so the the southern part of this storm, uh, more like spring tornado weather, heavy rain. Right. Up north, for our folks that are listening up north, uh, it is Snowmageddon up there. Uh, two Snowmageddon, fe- is that what you called it? Snowmageddon. Uh, at least two feet of snow, and that's going to move right across into, Ed, your former territory, New England. Right. Uh, they're expecting blizzard conditions on the weekend. We do know that overnight... Uh, in the community of Keithville, Louisiana, uh, a mom and her son lost their life right uh, when a, a tornado destroyed their home there. but uh, a lot of damage and of course we 're just finding out as as the sun rises across the country, we find out the damages and the extent of it i 'm sure there will be agencies that will in, be helping <clears throat> these folks, but it has been a a rough session, not helped at all particularly here in the southeastern part of the United States, we've had a lot of rain lately. Right. So you had wind last night, some pretty stiff gusts, and it doesn't take much to move trees over. Right, because
0: they don't have a whole lot to hold on to with soggy soil.
2: Exactly. So it's been rough. Uh, Coming in behind it, uh, just whiplash temperature-wise, temperature's going to go down in the 20s uh, overnight, over the next several days in, in some locations. So uh, it it's it's a big weather maker. Our friend Ray uh, Pritchard was here with us yesterday, and he had to fly through that storm that started out way out in the west coast. Yes, and has been moving across the nation. Uh, in some places, uh, the weather has been welcome in dry areas of parts of California, Arizona, that sort of thing. Uh, they welcome the rain. Up in the high elevations, they welcome the snow. Right. Uh, they they look forward to that kind of weather, but. Uh, this is a tough one, and uh, it's not over yet. Uh, we'll be talking about this for the next few days.
0: Well, it's uh, now I know down in the uh, southern part of the country, um, it it was a pretty dry summer overall. Yes, it was, and, and early fall. And early fall. So there's a lot of folks who wanted the rain, but now we have had a lot of rain, and, and so it's kind of feast or famine. But it, yes. it, it obviously is difficult when you have loss of life power outages you know the north part of the country buffalo for example they've already been hammered with snow mm-hmm. and now another two feet you said in a lot of places in a lot
2: of places across across the north
0: so yeah. two feet
2: yeah well feet it was It was one. four feet remember yeah actually got ago. up to six by the time it was over oh wow
1: so they if that happened here in the south they would never find us yeah <laughs> It might be years. Uh, it might be years. Yeah, yeah. it would be years, uh, and people would need a lot of lot of counseling. Yes, to, to, you know. Uh, but th- you know, uh, that's uh, paralyzing even for people in New England. Right, two feet. Oh come yeah, two feet. Uh-huh. I mean, in Buffalo, as tough as they are, they had to cancel right. the football game, and you just yeah, that's uh, hard to take. But you know that weather system you're talking about. This weather system is still continuing. It produced the tornadoes, and now it's going to produce snow in heavy amounts in, in New England and so forth. That was uh one that swept all the way across the country. Yep. Came, it came out of, uh, off the Pacific coast and mm-hmm. then just swept all the way across the country.
2: And
0: it's going to continue on.
2: Well, and especially heading into the weekend in the East Coast area, New England, can you imagine all the people planning air travel? Oh. And what's going to happen to air travel in this country? Uh So much of it depends on flights that are coming out of Boston, New York, right, all of those places so you
1: 're telling me we 're going to see a lot more of those viral videos from inside the plane with people yeah. throwing things, yelling, getting in fights with cops,
0: uh, and, that's, know,
2: and that's and that 's before the plane takes off
1: <laughs> you know th- th- there
0: are people in this country uh i don 't want to go off on a too much right. of a tangent here,
1: oh, no, don't.
3: who
0: were wound up so tight. Uh-huh. I see these videos on these planes, and I I'm know. just thinking, what set this guy off yeah. What he right. didn't get his water on time? And, <laughs> and now he's being dragged off the plane by federal marshals. Right. You're Dude, you go to prison.
1: Why? I but people a, are wound up so tight. You're right. I, well, when they took peanuts away, though, <laughs> when I first found out about that, you know, on the plane, yeah. that was – I didn't have a violent reaction, but right. I was visibly – Shaken. Visibly shaken. Uh-huh. What do you mean there's no. I, exp- I did express my opinion in a polite way to the uh, flight attendant fl- flight attendant formerly known as a stewardess. Yes. <laughs> I don't know when we changed that when that became an offensive term. But but I,
0: I will say this um, flight attendants what we used to call stewardesses. Yeah. Uh, they they they're like. Nuns in a school, in a uh, elementary Catholic <laughs> elementary school. Now right. you don't mess with these people. No, they have ultimate authority. They have ultimate authority. Ever since you know, I guess nine eleven, and authority was you know given to you know, federal marshals on the plane and stuff. Now they just go, sir, you're going to sit down, or I'm going to have you dragged <laughs> off. You're going to no, you're not going to get up, right? And if you don't like it, I'll call them, right. the police and you'll be dragged off. So th- th- this is kind of a heyday for them. They used to be abused yeah. verbally, and now, now they hold ultimate life and death authority.
1: All right, Brad, next story.
2: All right. Uh, well, the White House, I'll take you back to 2015. You remember Barack Obama, president at that time. Good times in the wake of Obergefell decision. <laughs> what you say?
0: Good times. he' <laughs> yeah, got fond memories. Of <laughs> rainbow <laughs>
2: lights all over the White House. Well, that happened again last night, and that was the wake of the uh, signing ceremony of the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, the president putting his signature on it uh, last evening. The Associated Press said there were thousands at the ceremony at. Now, I've seen images, and I I can't even count hundreds. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, there were Republicans there celebrating with the president. I mean,
1: just a few, right?
2: Well, uh, I saw uh, Susan Collins of Maine. And she was surprises. one of the 12 senators who voted in favor of this. There
0: were 47 Republicans in the House.
2: Initially. 30, yeah. 39 when it was finally passed right. last week. But anyway, uh, Joe Biden... He had some bizarre things to say at this ceremony. And I want you to have a listen I won't to this. believe
0: that until I hear it for myself.
2: Yes, and he'll be fact-checked tongue-in-cheek yeah. on these things. Uh, let's have a listen. Cut number one, Jonathan.
4: Justice Thomas went even further, and he wrote the following quote. We should reconsider all the court's substantive due process presidents, including Griswold, Lawrence, Obergefell. That means he thinks we should reconsider whether you've got the right to access to concept to, to contraception. And yes, we
2: should reconsider
4: whether you have the right to marry who you love. And that's not only the challenge ahead. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still wrong.
2: Thrown out of a
1: restaurant. What's he talking about?
2: Married in the morning, thrown out of a restaurant in the afternoon. That's what he said. How do I
0: love thee? Let me count the lies. (laughs) Okay. That's, that was, there's two or three whoppers in that statement. First of all, I don't know of a single case of gays getting thrown out of restaurants because they're gay. Nope. All right. Whether they got married in the morning or not, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Second of all, he's lying about justice Thomas Justice Thomas wasn't saying – this is in the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe versus Wade. The justice was not saying we should reconsider these Supreme Court cases so we can take rights away. He was saying the federal government had no business making this decision via the Supreme Court and taking the authority away from states. Mm -hmm. That was the whole – the, the whole uh, ball of wax regarding why Roe v. Wade should be taken off, taken, overturned. It was not saying abortion, the Dobbs decision, did not say abortion is now illegal across the country. It says states decide this like the Constitution has ordained. And that is why Justice Thomas said this about all these other cases, these laws should have been decided by the states, not at a Supreme Court that is expanding its authority outside the boundaries granted to it by the Constitution.
2: And I'm sure the Washington Post we're probably listening to you right now, Ed, they'll be oh, fact checking yeah. the president somewhere on the way today, you know, well, on this.
1: I I would like an example of gays being thrown out of a restaurant. In, in fact, like, the only one we- anywhere in the country.
0: Yeah. The only example I've heard in the last uh, 10 days is this family foundation. Victoria Cobb is the president. I think we've had her on this program. Uh Uh, Our AFN News team has interviewed her on a couple of occasions. Her group was scheduled to have a luncheon at a restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, 90 minutes before that was to take place. It was canceled by the restaurant, and Uh they said the reason is we have staff that are LGBTQ and because you're Bible believing Christians and don't believe in
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh quote unquote same sex marriage we're not letting you eat here. That's right. So
1: those are the examples mm-hmm. that I can think of.
2: Yep.
0: Not what the president yeah.
1: said. A lot of what uh, the Democrats and Biden say uh they're they're their lies and they're used to try to whip up uh a false fear among people and and people who are Independent, maybe who aren't necessarily a Republican or a Democrat, but they see they'll, they'll have that uh, that soundbite will go out unchallenged. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, why, nobody's going to, nobody in liberal media is going to fact check it uh, like they would anything, anything Trump or the Trump administration officials said, Kaylee McEnany or any of them, mm-hmm. uh, they would be uh, fact check or without evidence. Or without proof, so and so said. So if this were on the right, that's what they would be saying. But they're not going to say uh, Biden said without evidence that right. gays are being thrown out of restaurants, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so, but they use that. Then that sound bite goes out, and then a lot of people, maybe who d- don't dis- uh, discern things or don't know the truth, or they hear it and they go, "Really, man? Gays? Do you know gays are being thrown out of restaurants all but- over America?" Uh-huh. Did you know this? That's what Biden said. He's stopping that today. Right. Thank, thankfully, we have a man who's going to stop gays from being tossed out. Yeah. At right. Restaurants. It's going on all over the place. Yes. It's kind of like that law down in Georgia that's preventing black people from voting. Yes. You know, the Jim Crow law? Yeah. But you hear Biden's doing something about that? Jim Crow 2.0. Yeah. It's still in effect. Uh-huh. That's you know, we, right. We had record number of people voting, including African-Americans in Georgia recently. Yeah. But, uh. But that, but we still got Jim Crow going on in Georgia, right? Uh, so there's no fact checking for, for that, and that's part of why Elon Musk is having such a good time. Yes, at Twitter, <laughs> yes. he's 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 uncovering this kind of this kind of stuff that went on at Twitter all the time in the name of openness. I tell you what, I have, and this is, I'm not the only one who's noticed this, and this maybe I'm two or three years late on this. What I've noticed is. For, uh, for the woke left in this country, and I, I don't know how big their numbers are, they're, but the, I think their influence far outweigh their numbers. Okay, let me just say that. Uh, but <clears throat> they will lie to your face without shame uh-huh. just to get their agenda passed. We got more stories on that today. They they don't they don't want to have a discussion with you because you're a Nazi. Right. If you don't agree with them mm-hmm. on anything on everything that they want and wanna wanna do, you're a Nazi and you don't deserve a you don't deserve to speak or be heard and if they had their way they'd lock you up. Yep. Right. Uh whoever I believe
0: that huh? Well, I think I believe they would literally put us in a re education.
1: Oh, camp. for sure. Mm-hmm. Th- these people and now they're they a lot of them are in the administration yes and uh i don't know how many of them are in the press corps but their sympathizers are controlling control the press corps uh-huh. uh, but uh, that opposed to your traditional liberals like bill maher for example right or um, who else am i thinking of Tr- uh, people who are they're 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 not well, to, probably James Carville. James on the Carville political side uh, the people who are Democrats, they're liberal, but they're not like Biden used to be. But they're not uh, hateful people uh, who despise Christianity and want to see people shut down and locked up and and lose their jobs over their viewpoints because they have traditional viewpoints on marriage or family or. Law and order and things of that nature. Which
2: Joe Biden, not too long ago, he had traditional values on marriage. 2006, cut number two. Have a listen. The
1: president used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose
4: Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu, we don't have enough vaccines, we don't have enough police officers, and we're gonna debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Something
2: happened in wow. the last 16 years. You know, I've never heard that before.
0: I haven't either. Hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what. Now, obviously, if he were asked today, he would say, well, I've, I've grown. I've, I've learned a lot. That's why I've come to reverse my beliefs on marriage, okay? But the things that he was talking about there, that nothing's going gonna, nothing's to gonna change marriage in this country, why do we need a constitutional amendment? Uh, th- these kinds of folks, listen, there were Republicans too. There were Republicans and there were people in the Bush administration who told us, I'm talking about AFA, when we were pushing for a marriage amendment who said, in fact, I want to say it was Karl Rove, uh, but they they said, this is never going to happen. This is never going to happen. We do not need a constitutional amendment. Nobody's going to be pushing for same-sex marriage. This is just not uh, – John McCain was yeah. another one who said this is not needed. And as it turned out, it was needed. What we were saying way back then came true. Yeah, yeah. And all these politicians like Joe Biden but also some on the Republican side – uh, they were proven wrong. We were proven right, and now we've got a Supreme Court ruling that's legalized it. And now, gay and transgender mm-hmm. ideology is flooding into our
1: schools. Why? Because the Supreme Court said it's okay. Yeah, despite the fact that they're being thrown out of restaurants every day all over across America. That's right. Gay's are. You'd it's- think they were still being persecuted, rather than being on the top of the food chain. Right. No. Applebee's, you're out. Olive Garden, gays. No lasagna for you. Huh? And it's happening. Yeah. Don't, it's happening. And Joe Biden's going to stop it. Joe Biden's stopping it. Yes. By golly. Huh? All right, Brad. Mm. next story. All right. Down in Florida yesterday. Oh, Go. by the way, just one other thing. Excuse me for interrupting you. Sure. He He did have a lot of, Biden did have a lot of drag queens mm. and such yesterday at the White House, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm serious. Yes. Uh, the, this was a celebration mm-hmm. of debauchery. Mm-hmm. At the White House yesterday, it's uh, the shaking your fist at God and what he says in the Bible about marriage, about family, about morality. That's what Biden and the Democrats and some Republicans are doing now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're, uh, uh, that's what, that's. That, absolutely. Huh? That is absolutely true. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to end well for them and their souls. That's right. And uh, if our country keeps going this direction, it's gonna not going to end well for America. That's right. right. Absolutely. So, all right, next story.
2: Florida yesterday, uh, kind of the flip side, politically speaking, Governor Ron DeSantis has asked for a grand jury to investigate whether Floridians were misled by the COVID vaccine information that came out. This has the potential to be very interesting. Have a listen to the governor's announcement yesterday, Cut3.
3: Florida, you know, it is against the law to mislead and to misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of a drug. Uh, we see just the other, uh, just recently, Florida got $3.2 billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis. And so it's not like this is something that's unprecedented. So today, Uh, I'm announcing uh, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, That will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. uh, And that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. So basically,
2: uh, this is going to be very interesting. He's very confident he's going to get this grand jury. But that means they will call in people and under oath, uh, they're going to have to prove what they stated early on about the vaccine. You get the shot, you don't get COVID. Uh, Okay, we want to know what evidence you had for that. Show us the evidence that proves that. They're going to want to know this. Also, uh, reports say he he's going to bring people in to testify about side effects that nobody talked about in the rollout of this. Side effects such as heart problems, etc., etc. We talked about it. We talked about it. Yes, and a few doctors who were taken off of Twitter when they dared to question. The possible side effects. You know, it's amazing to me. When you watch these uh, prescription drugs being advertised on TV, Mm -hmm. 60-second spot, 35 to 40 seconds is you better watch out. You may have these side effects. Right. These drug companies were given carte blanche. They were said, don't worry about side effects. We're not going to hold you accountable. I think Governor DeSantis is saying we're going to have a grand jury and we're going to hold people accountable.
0: I'll, I'll bet they also ask for emails yes. and communications. Uh, I would I would expect that that's part of what he's going to be looking at as well from these drug companies to the administration, both administrations, Trump and Biden, but also with the media. Yes. We want you to make sure you do not talk about mm-hmm. the potential side effects. So this is going to be very interesting. And uh, Governor DeSantis is... is proving that he's earning the rock star status that he's that he's gained this is going to be uh fascinating see what comes comes out of this
1: yep all right we're going to take a short uh short time out right here we'll be back with more of today's issues after this time out should you want to send us an email the address is comments at afr.net comments at afr.net we'll be back in a minute
2: And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too.
3: Was she on a ship?
2: Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back
0: home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the
2: American Family Association.
3: Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs)
2: Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it.
4: Hello Americans, I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Parents in Chester County, Pennsylvania, signed permission slips allowing their kids to attend a local theater's production of Alice in Wonderland. But instead of the Cheshire Cat, the kids got a look-see at an award-winning drag queen. And parents are madder than a hatter. They say the school never mentioned that a man dressed up like a woman would be a part of the show. Permission slips mentioned the goal of the trip was to develop an understanding of plot and dialogue. And the school district suggested in a statement that, that parents had a responsibility to read the biographies of the performers. In other words, the school buried the lead. The great irony is Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice in Wonderland, was a conservative. He was also a deacon in the Church of England. So it's unlikely he intended for a drag queen to make a guest appearance in Wonderland. Be sure to read my book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available at toddstearns.com he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves colossians
0: 1:13. american family radio this is today's issues email your comments to comments at afr.net past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at afr.net now back to more of today's issues
1: Well, Cracker Barrel has confirmed that uh, it kicked some gays out for ordering <laughs> black-eyed peas and turnip greens in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, uh, they have confirmed that. Yeah, it's been yeah. a, it's been a sighting. Yes.
0: <laughs> and they were a dead giveaway when they ordered the chicken fried yeah. steak oh, without gravy. You're out that of was, here. It was a dead giveaway.
1: Yeah. You're LGBT. You're out. Gay of alert. Here. Gay alert. Okay. Uh, we're mocking Biden, ladies and gentlemen, because yesterday at a press conference to celebrate the uh, – well, it wasn't a press conference. It was the signing of the uh, uh, act there. So-called the, yeah, Protect- Respect for Marriage yeah. Act. And Biden said that gays are being thrown out of restaurants all over America. They get married in the morning and thrown out of restaurants in the afternoon. afternoon. And, and that's terrible.
0: And And yes. I'm going to stop.
1: And we're – what we're doing is we're trying to document where all this is going on because it's happening. <laughs> it's very disappointing. You know, it, it's it's
0: it's very similar to when uh, the law 1523, I think, was passed in Mississippi for religious protection. And I think it was the human rights campaign. That, it was. That said, uh, first of all, they said that the millions of homosexuals in Mississippi, <laughs> you know, there's only three million people total. <laughs> right. I remember so, that later, yeah, but they were saying that the, this was uh this law was going to result in the persecution of homosexuals here, and the same kind of thing they'll get thrown out of restaurants and, and and nobody not a single incident no in fact, later on, two years later, the uh human rights campaign started putting ads in Mississippi asking people to send in their stories right. of persecution in Mississippi and did not get a single one,
1: yeah. So it's the same like, kind of thing. Like a waiter's going to go up at a restaurant and say, you know, uh, can I have your drink orders? Yes, I'll have a tea and a Diet Coke, and he'll have a water. By the way, <laughs> you guys look awful gay to me. Little light in the loafers, Right pal. there's the door. Out you go. Out you go.
0: Huh? Most, listen, I don't know a single Christian, and I know a lot of Christians, okay, who would ever treat
1: anyone that way no no it doesn't happen it just doesn't happen it doesn't happen so biden is protecting us from nothing from yes a, from a boogeyman but he's making this stuff up he doesn't get fact checked right and then a lot of americans believe him and they he's right well those those uh conservatives those bad old christians are yeah they're kicking gays out of restaurants <laughs> all over the country it's 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 an epidemic problem right. all right uh, do you say we have our guest? All right, well we have with us now Jake Warner. He's a senior counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom uh organization and they are a First Amendment religious freedom law firm and uh well they represent people all over the country. <clears throat> Jake joins us now. Are you in uh, where are you, Jake?
5: Good morning. I'm uh, in Arizona.
1: That's uh that's where ADF's uh Home, home, home headquarters. i have, i was a charter board member of your organization.
5: Oh wow! I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> I'm in my uh, upper thirties. Oh, you're up in thirties. Okay. Well, you'll, you, you'll
0: get used to Tim, Jake. By the time well, you get off the show, I'm
1: just telling you. When you were five years old, I was on your—I was on your board <laughs> before you even knew. Even knew before you even knew you were going to work for ADF. Uh, no, uh, (laughs) Alan Sears, ring a bell, that name. Uh, of course. uh, Yeah. And Ben bull and, uh, all those guys anyway, great friends of mine. Well, Jake, thank you for your work there and for the work of the ADF. Well, Lori Smith is a client of yours, right? That's right. All right. Tell our listeners about her and the case that went before the Supreme court.
5: Sure. Uh, Well, Lori Smith is a website designer and a graphic artist. She owns 303 Creative, and her studio is in uh, the Denver metro area in Colorado. And um, a few years back, she wanted to expand her business and start creating custom websites celebrating God's design for marriage between a man and a woman. Um, but Lori lives in Colorado and, uh, she's not welcome to do that there. Colorado would force her to, uh, create custom websites celebrating views of marriage that contradict her deepest beliefs about marriage. Um, you know, a few years ago, she was looking around and she saw how her state had prosecuted Jack Phillips all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And she wondered, well, can my state do that to me? So after talking to her pastor, she reached out to Alliance Defending Freedom, and uh, we we told her, yeah, you know, you you certainly are threatened by by this law. So instead of facing punishment like Jack Phillips, Lori decided to challenge this unjust law. Uh, well, in the lower courts, uh, the courts ruled that the state could force Lori to promote messages that go against her deepest beliefs; that it could compel her speech. Uh, But thankfully, earlier this year, the U.S. Supreme Court decided to hear Lori's case, and we were in court last Monday at the U.S. Supreme Court to argue Lori's case, and uh, we're very hopeful that the court is going to uphold the First Amendment right of all Americans to say what they believe without fear of government punishment. Now, were you there? Were you there? Were you you there in the courtroom? Uh, Certainly. Okay.
1: Well, and uh, were all nine justices there? Yes. How long do they give you to argue?
5: Well, they have some newer rules now. It used to be pretty structured, about an hour, 30 minutes each side. But now um, courts have expanded argument time, and I think uh, the attorneys were in the uh, courtroom for over two hours last Monday.
1: So this was a proactive lawsuit against the state of Colorado by Lori Smith and you guys represented her. Is that right, basically? Not a defensive. uh,
5: That's exactly right. Lori looked around. She saw how her state had treated Jack Phillips, and she didn't want to face the same punishment before finding out her constitutional rights.
1: Okay. Let me get this straight just so our listener, hopefully hopefully I'll. Lori Smith, she has a company. It's her own. 303 Creative is the name of it. She's a website designer. True? Yes. Okay. And what she said, she saw what happened to her fellow a uh, coloradoan colorado how do you say coloradoan uh, I don't anyway, know. In, in, uh, her 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 fellow uh christian business person in colorado in colorado okay <laughs> and and so um she said um uh, i don't want to be forced as a web designer to make a website for a gay same-sex marriage is that right
5: well, she doesn't want to be forced to promote views of marriage that violate her deepest beliefs. Okay. She wants to be able to communicate that God's design for marriage is between a man and a woman. And that's what she wants to promote through her custom art. But
1: can you really discriminate against people in that way if you have a public – if <laughs> if if you have a business that's open to the public? I mean, what if she said, I don't want to – you know, I don't like Chinese people. I don't – you know, I don't want to – I don't want to serve them either. I mean, how is this different than that?
5: not what this case is about. Uh-huh. Lori serves everyone. She just can't express every message through her custom art. For Lori, it's always about the what. It's never about the who.
0: Okay. But, I like that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Jake, uh, Ed Vitagliano here. So what uh, what does ADF hope the Supreme Court is going to rule? Now, with Jack Phillips, my understanding was it was a pretty restricted Ruling that simply talked about the clear animus being shown by Colorado left open the door that if hostility was not demonstrated by the government, then they could still try to force uh, business owners like Jack Phillips to do what the the discrimination, anti-discrimination law said. So what are you hoping the Supreme Court will rule in this case?
5: What would be a win well, Lori's for case ADF? The presents the question that the court left unanswered in the Masterpiece Cake Shop case. Can the government force an artist to promote messages that go against their core beliefs? And we hope the court, uh, when it makes its ruling in Lori's case, is going to affirm the right of every American to say what they believe without fear of government punishment. A win for Lori is truly a win for Artists everywhere. You know, we don't think the government should force an LGBT website designer to create custom websites criticizing same sex marriage, nor do we think the government should force a Democrat poster creator to create posters promoting the Republican Party platform. Free speech is for everyone, and we hope that by the End of next uh, spring, we're going to have a ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court affirming the right of all Americans to say what they believe without fear of being punished.
1: I think there is a distinction here that needs to be drawn because it's intentionally blurred by the left. Uh, the in the kind of like in the case of Jack Phillips and others, if if a if anybody anybody of any color, creed, uh, sexual orientation can come in. To a store like jack phillips and or a baronel Stetsman or the florist a bakery whatever off the street you want to buy a cake there it is buy it uh you want to buy some flowers there they are buy them. nobody says hey if you're gay i'm not selling you flowers right nobody that's not like that what they want what these far lefties want to do is compel they know jack phillips is a christian they know, for example, like uh, Lori Smith here, this web designer is a, a believer, and only, and so she's. They subscribe to traditional marriage. It's very serious. It's part of Christian teaching, man and a woman. So, but they want to. They want to make them bow the knee, compel them to go against their religious convictions. It's not something that's open to the general public. That's being denied to a specific group of people. They're asking you to create or make something. You use the word artist, Jake, that that, uh, that goes beyond just a general business transaction that, that happens every day across America like I'm describing. Does that make sense?
5: Lori Smith and Jack Phillips, they're, they're artists. They deal in speech. Uh, so what they create, right. Jack's custom cakes, Lori's custom websites and graphics – They communicate messages, their speech, and when people deal in speech, the government can't force them to promote messages that go against their deepest beliefs. That's what all these cases are about. Alliance Defending Freedom represents artists all across the country, photographers up and down the East Coast, uh, filmmakers in Minnesota, calligraphers, painters here in Arizona, floral artists in Washington. All of these people create custom art uh, that expresses messages. And, and thankfully, what we've seen over the past few years is courts are increasingly getting the question right. They are um, affirming the right of Americans to say what they believe without fear of being punished. And we're hopeful that the U.S. Supreme Court will build on that momentum we're seeing in lower courts. Yeah.
1: When will this court? Uh, when will this case be uh, uh, announced to the public? The decision.
5: We expect a decision by the end of June.
1: Okay, because well, sometimes in the fall they release the decisions in February. That's why I was wondering.
5: That's true. That's very true. We don't know. The court could certainly issue it earlier than yeah. June, but June 30th is uh, typically the last day of the Supreme Court term, okay. and we expect the decision at least by then. When will it be leaked? <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly hope nothing like that ever happens again.
1: Well, we just don't know who leaked the last one, you know. Well, yeah. I'm
0: sure that the Justice Department is on that, they're Tim. On that. They're gonna Yeah. They're going to find out.
1: Sometime in the next century, we'll find yeah. out. All right. Uh, be like the Kennedy assassination, you know. <laughs> 30 years from now, we'll be wondering who leaked that. Who leaked it? All right. Thank you very much, Jay. God bless you and your colleagues there at the Alliance Defending Freedom. What's your website?
5: ADFlegal.org. You can go on the website and learn more about the work we do, the client's that we serve and, uh, how to support us, um, if you're interested. So we encourage you to go to our website, adflegal.org.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, Michael Ferris, of course. Yeah. He owes me $12. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm just, I'm not in any rush for it, but just tell him I hadn't forgot about that. Okay.
5: <laughs> well, I might let you sort that out with him. Okay. All that's, right. a, that's a lawyer answering <laughs> yeah, a question right. there.
1: Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. Thank
5: you. Enjoy your morning. Thanks. Okay.
1: Jake. That's Jake Warner from. The I like Alliance Jake. Defending freedom. Good sense of humor. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> I'm well, what are you wearing right now, Jake? <laughs> I don't know, but I just switched from being a white guy to a black guy
0: overnight. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. They they switched the uh, the character the the actor. <laughs> which is fine with me. I don't care either.
1: I'm just saying it was funny how that happened. Huh? (laughs) All right. Um, Fred, save us. Save this here show, Fred.
2: Moving on. All right, moving right along. Moving on. Um, Just in the last couple of days, the Democrats in the House held uh, the House Committee on Oversight and Reform held a hearing Exploring what they called, quote, the threat to American democracy posed by white supremacist ideologies. That was the title of the hearing. What What now? Uh, Got what going on here? The, they explored, the Democrats. Okay, the Democrats are exploring. The threat to American democracy posed by white supremacist okay. ideologies. Okay, like what happened in Georgia with the voting. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Got yeah, Gotcha. Yeah, Got gotcha. All right, sitting on that committee is a Republican from South Carolina, Congresswoman Nancy Mace. All right. One of the uh people that the Democrats brought in to testify at this hearing uh was a person by the name of Alejandro Carballo.
0: No, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to show off a little bit here. Okay, go go for it. Alejandro Carballo.
2: Carballo.
0: Yeah. Carballo. Okay.
2: Okay. What nationality is that, or
0: ethnicity? I'm guessing that's Spanish. Okay.
2: Okay. So, when it uh, came her turn, Congresswoman Mace uh, asked each of the witnesses, including this one, uh, if they thought harsh political rhetoric posed a threat to democracy. All right? So, uh, Mace asked that of? Uh, Alejandra Caraballo. (laughs) Caraballo. Who are, is a? You are showing off. Man. I am. It's
0: completely showing off.
2: Now, Caraballo is a transgender rights activist and Harvard Law clinical instructor. So, when Mace asked her that question, if political rhetoric, harsh political rhetoric, posed a threat to democracy, very quickly, Caraballo, right? Yes. Good job, Fred. Caraballo answered, "Yes, yes." She said, "Harsh political rhetoric poses a threat." To democracy. Mm-hmm. At that point, Congresswoman Mace had an assistant put a plaque up there of a quote from Carabio.
1: Caraballo. From a tweet. Yes. From a tweet from this woman who's... It's a guy. I'm
0: I, sorry. We, it's, it's, I know. It's confusing. I'm sorry. All right. This is a guy who says he's a woman.
2: Yes. Well, not long ago, Carabio said this in a tweet. The six just this was after the uh, Dobbs decision. Yes. Okay. The six justices who overturned Roe should never know peace again. It is our civic duty to accost them every time they are in public. They are pariahs. Since women don't have their rights, these justices should never have a peaceful moment in public again. Yeah, sounds like harsh rhetoric, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, people need to go and watch this. I don't know if we can post it Well, I?
2: I I'm going to play the audio for the exchange. Oh, you are okay. okay. Okay, all right. Now Representative
1: Mace, I, I think she's from Florida.
2: No, South Carolina.
1: South Carolina, excuse me. South yep. Carolina. And she's a Republican and uh she just nailed this uh Caraballo. Can I the, can I can I can I throw a little before you do
0: play this?
2: Uh-huh.
0: I learned something. I did a little background research on Alejandra Caraballo. Okay, now again, he is a transgender woman, means he claims to be a woman. He is a professor, I think, at Harvard University Correct. and a trans activist. But I found out, now you you may not believe this, but this is absolutely true, that Alejandra Caraballo is a man who claims to be a woman who is a lesbian. That's right. Okay. He is claims to be a woman who is a lesbian.
1: So he's a, he he's still really, likes women. He's a man who still finds
0: women attractive, but only as a woman. So, <laughs> how bizarre is that? That is absolutely hey. true. This this guy who's teaching students at Harvard. At Harvard.
1: Why am I not surprised on the Harvard? He thing? is a man who claims
0: to still be interested in women but can only be interested in woman as
1: a woman. How did, what's the acronym for that kind of person? <laughs> I
0: have no, no it's idea. it has got to be about
1: 10 letters in that, dude. Uh, uh, that's, how anyway, bizarre is that? That's bizarre. Okay, so uh, now we're going to hear the That allows exchange. him to go in the women's uh, showers.
2: I guess. Without
1: uh, being accused of. Right. I'll stop right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll stop right there. Go ahead, Fred, back to you. All right,
2: so here's a little bit of that hearing yesterday we've been talking about. Yeah. And then... Uh, The Fox contributor, Joe Concha, responds to it. Cut number 10.
5: Only a few weeks after the attempted attack on a Supreme Court justice on June 25th, one of the witnesses, Alejandro Caraballo, tweeted out the following in response to a decision on abortion. The six justices who overturned Roe should never... No peace again. Do you believe your rhetoric is a threat to democracy? I don't believe that's a correct act- uh, characterization of my tweeted, statements. Though. Did you not tweet that?
4: And This took some real courage, by the way, by Nancy Mace, because the knee-jerk reaction by some in media, social media,
0: is that somehow by pointing out these tweets that called for violent they call for violence against Supreme Court justices uh, would somehow be seen as anti-LGBTQ. Instead, Nancy Mace, like almost every other sane person in the country, is simply
3: anti-threats to Supreme Court justices.
2: Yeah, and the threats to the Supreme Court justices That, that are clip real.
1: didn't really do the whole thing justice there. I wish we had a longer clip. Uh, but when you did get the – what this um, – Caraballo? Caraballo – Male, male dresses like a female. He's a male lesbian.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm going to walk around all day. He's saying, a male. Did you
1: know, you can. Could- he's a male lesbian. Anyway, uh, Carol Bios said she tweeted that uh, su- that Supreme Court justices should be accosted and never know peace again. And. Kudos to Representative Mace right there from South Carolina who put this tweet uh, up, and this uh, Caraballo said that his tweet had been, his or her tweet had been, if she's a, anyway, Caraballo's tweet <laughs> had been uh, taken out of context. Yeah. Huh? That is that is,
0: that, and, and that is his. That is continuing to be his his argument, that it's taken out of context. When Nancy Mace, the South it, Carolina representative, said, wait a second, how can you take it out of context? You said in right. light of the Supreme Court decision that all these Supreme Court justices should be accosted in public places. Yes, and never know peace. And never know
1: peace. Yeah. They are pariahs.
2: pariahs. Yes, and they're pariahs. Yeah.
1: This is kind of the same thing that Maxine Waters did a couple of years ago. You remember she was uh, saying that, that – All Trump officials need to be publicly confronted.
2: Mm -hmm. You should go and
1: push back on them. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been, and that's what happened when they, when the man, the Bernie Sanders supporter tried to kill all the Republican congressmen. Yeah. That's what happened. On the baseball field. On the baseball field. That's what happened when the man went to uh, Justice Kavanaugh's house with intentions on killing him. Across the country. Yeah. They were, they were doing precisely what this woman, uh, this, this man here. Um, was advocating for, yeah, and good for Representative Mace for pointing that out. Um, again, let's move on to the next story because I, it it is it's disturbing. Yeah,
2: yeah. could anyway. Go <laughs> ahead. All right, a, uh, we only got a few minutes left. So, uh, uh, Randy Weingarten is head of the American Federation of Teachers. Now that's you, a that's a lady. Right.
1: There you yeah. go. Uh, all a lady. She's a woman.
2: Yeah, she is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're clear on that. She doesn't claim to be anything else but, right? That is correct. Uh, but she does claim that President Joe Biden has done incredible things for public education in mm-hmm. this country. Just incredible things. Okay. Now, people are having a t- tough time understanding that because the report card, the national report card just came out on kids. Kids in grade eight are failing reading. You no, know, they can't add up three plus three or three times three, or divide four into twelve. But Randy Weingarten says he's do he's probably one of the best presidents in the history of this country when it comes yeah. to public education. So we're gonna hear a little bit of Randy Weingarten and then response from attorney Leo Terrell, who by the way was a teacher and a civil rights lawyer who was once a Democrat also, uh but now he's a Republican. Cut number nine.
5: Just say for a second what You and what the president has done. I mean, I can't even remember all the mnemonics of all the things that have been done. I'm a history teacher. It is more than any other president since FDR and maybe. More than FDR.
3: I'm a history teacher, too, and I'm also a lawyer. Uh, Randy Weingart got it wrong, Ainsley. Joe Biden has done more for teachers' unions than students and parents. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden is not a friend of students. He has basically elevated the teachers' union to cabinet status. Why? Because they have donated $18 million to his campaign. They kept kids out of school during the pandemic. The achievement scores were lower. There was absolutely nothing that was beneficial to kids during the Biden administration. Joe Biden is an enemy of students.
2: So that's Leo well, tell, tell us which, how shy. you feel, Leo. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> well,
0: uh, listen, um, the report card that just came out shows the increasingly desperate situation that we have in the nation's public schools. Again, we always say this. We we, we, we don't want anyone to misunderstand. There are very good schools in the country, very good teachers, Okay. All right. But overall, the nation's schools got a failing grade. And the Biden administration, with its lockdown policies, with its kowtowing to the American uh, Teachers Federation, American Federation of Teachers, uh, is part of the reason why.
1: Whatever happened to the National Education Association? They're still around. But are they, they're separate from, from the national?
0: Yes. yes.
2: There are two unions
1: okay i think
0: the nea may, is probably still the largest but for okay. some reason uh the uh, aft the american federation of teachers God uh gets a lot of airtime so we're gonna
1: take a short time out steve jordal is on deck thank you fred you're welcome we'll see you back here in five minutes everybody